Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news, including the controversy over this year's nominees for the Academy Awards, to Timberlands overcoming his addiction to painkillers, to the latest drama with the Royals. So let's get started. Roll it. enough to do a uh, intro song for me. So since this is a new year, we're going to do a whole new format on the show, and uh, we're going to just start it differently this time. Um, if you are just tuning in and you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment, I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I try to bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. And if you like the show, Make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. You can also follow me at on Twitter at stiletto14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 49 degrees. So how is everyone doing out there? It is Wednesday. Uh, if you are just listening to tuning in to Blog Talk Radio for the first time and you're just listening to the show for the first time, welcome. Um, this is our 11th year here on the network. So uh, if you're into some, uh, entertainment news, you're going to like the show. And also... Um, Make sure you uh, like us on. Uh, make sure you follow us on here on BTR. Also on social media, we're here to bring you the latest. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about um, the latest controversy on the you know the nominees for the 92nd Academy Awards. It was just announced Monday morning, and uh, it has met with a lot of criticism because of the lack of diversity. From some of the most high-profile categories, we're going to be talking about that. Also, um, we're also going to be talking about some of the notable names who were snubbed this year. Uh, we're talking about J Lo, Beyonce. Uh, we're also talking about uh, certain uh, women like uh, movies like The Lion King, Frozen Two. Uh, 
just a lot of people who did win at the Golden Globes, who you know, which we were hoping that they might got nominated some of the winners from the Golden Globe, like Aquafina. Nope. So there's been a lot of controversy. It's like, oh, here we go again with the Oscars. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, we're also going to be talking about the uh, the winners of the 2020 Critics' Choice Awards. Um, they've been revealed. The award show was uh, this past Sunday. Also this week, um, we can't do a week without celebrity news. Uh, Young Jock is in the news. If you guys don't know, if you follow the uh, Love and Hip Hop franchise, Young Jock is famous for the Love and Hip Hop uh, Atlanta franchise. And apparently, um, you know, people he's doing uh he's hustling right now he's he's not only a rapper but he's also an uber driver and a couple of fans who was recently picked up by him uh recognize him and asking him was he doing being an uber driver so he had an interesting uh, way to break it down and tell you what he said. Also, Jay-Z and Yungadi are in the news, and they're taking a stand over prisoners in a, a, a Mississippi uh, state penitentiary. They are trying to go back. Uh, apparently, the uh, Jay-Z and Yungadi saying that they're, uh, they're reporting inhumane conditions in that prison, and I'll tell you what was what's going on. Also, uh, for all you Glee fans, I remember actress uh, Dot Jones, she played uh, on the show, I think she was Coach Beastie. Well, apparently she had a, she's recovering after undergoing some emergency heart surgery. We'll talk about that. Also, Stan Kurtz, who uh, you know him from the original Highlander TV series, well, he was found dead. From a suspected suicide And guess what He was only 51 And Timberland had uh, He's back in the news And uh, we just found out That the legendary hip hop producer Has uh, overcame His addiction to painkillers So It's a lot to talk about But first uh, We're going to talk about the nominees For the 92nd Annual Academy Awards Again they were announced Monday morning By actress Issa Rae And by actor John Cho At the new Academy Museum of Motion Pictures In Los Angeles And the Academy again Once again drew criticism For the lack of diversity In its most high profile categories As nearly all the nominees In the four acting categories Are white Cynthia Erivo, up for Best Actress for Harriet, was the only black actor nominated. Antonio Banderas, who was born in Spain, is up for Best Actor for his performance in Pain and Glory. Queens born, shout out to Aquafina, who starred in The Farewell, and Brooklyn, I'm sorry, Bronx born Jennifer Lopez, who starred in Hustlers, were among the notable stubs. Uh, Joker. Todd Phillips' gritty uh, origin story about the DC comic iconic villain. He led all films with 11 nominations, surpassing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and The Irishman, which each racked up about 10 nominees. Meanwhile, the Best Director category was all-male field, just as the Golden Globes were, garnished backlash. Each of those films is up for the 
the ceremony biggest honors, which include best pictures. The rest of the best picture films include Ford versus Ferrari, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, and Parasite. And fresh off the Golden Globe win, Joaquin Phoenix is uh, up for Best Actor for his chilling portrayal of the Joker, and he's going to face off in that category at the Oscars against Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, and Jonathan Price. In addition to Johansson and Arrivo, the Best Actress finalists include um, uh, Sorius, I'm not... Pronounce, I know I'm not pronouncing this name right. Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Judy star Renee Zellweger, who won a Golden Globe trophy early this month for her performance as Hollywood icon Judy Garland. Now, if you don't remember, a couple of years ago, they, the Academy Awards, the motion picture, went through this one year. I think was it 20... I can't, I'm not sure, I think it was 2016 or 2015, where a lot of uh, actors of color uh, put out a hashtag, Oscar So White, where that year there was no people of color, actors, actresses, directors were nominated for any movies that year. And at one time the Academy was going to just change up how they uh, change up the board of people to include more actors of color, um, just change the whole panel because at you know the at one time it was just all white men that made up the panel who put up the who put out the nominees for these films who make the judge or who they should nominate for best film best actor etc. So a lot of they, the Academy said they were going to change all of this, and at one time I think the following year. It usually started seeing more actors of color, more uh, directors of color, more uh, diverse movies were being nominated, and now here we are back again. Now, going back to the people that were the notable names who were were snubbed, Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce knows they uh, were snubbed for a nomination. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was uh, tipped to receive a supporting actress nod for her role in the comedy Hustlers, but was left off the list of nominees with Scarlett Johansson, Margot Robbie, Florence Pugh, Kathy Bates, and Laura Dern recognized instead. Beyonce, meanwhile, was overlooked for original song nomination despite her hit Spirit leading the soundtrack to one of the biggest movies of the year, Disney remake of The Lion King. Animated blockbuster Frozen 2 also failed to make the best animation feature category. Female filmmakers also failed to get any recognition in the directing category with Greta Gerwig again snubbed despite her adaptation of Little Women, wowing fans, and gaining a best picture nod. Lopez Hustler director Lorena Scafaria also was missed out, as did Honey Boy, Alma Harrell, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Marielle Heller, and Book Smart, Olivia Wilde, and Lulu Wang for The Farewell. Lupita Nyong'o performance in Us also failed to land her an acting nod, as did Aquafina for her critical acclaim performance in The Farewell. 
And it wasn't just female stars who was passed over. However, as several big-name stars also lost out on nomination, most notably Adam Sandler, whose performance in Netflix, uh, raunchy drama, Uncut Gem, how it had wild critics, but not Oscar voters as the film was snubbed entirely. Ford versus Ferrari, Christian Bale was also left off the list despite the film receiving multiple nominations, as was Robert De Niro, who did not receive an acting nomination for The Irishman, despite his co-stars Joe Pecci and Al Pacino being recognized for their supporting turns. He did, however, bag a Best Picture nod as one of its producers. Eddie Murphy was also expected to be recognized for his portrayal of comic Rudy Ray Moore in Dynamite is by name, but he was nominated. While Golden Globe winner Tyron Egerton uh, won't repeat his success at the Oscars next month, February 2020, after failing to receive a nod for his performance in the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. So what is happening? You know, the, pe- the the movies that was recognized, that was one of the best, and you remember I said on my year-end review, these were some of the top people, some of the top movies that were made, were successful in 2019, but none of the stars, none of these movies were recognized for Oscar. They weren't nominated. Uh, one director who uh, also has something to say, uh, and it's not just here, too, but uh, uh, 12 Years of Slave director Steve McQueen, he has warned BAFTA chief they are at risk of becoming irrelevant after black actors and filmmakers were snubbed in the nomination for this year's 2020 Film Award. Now, the British Academy of Film and Television Art bosses were left embarrassed last week after their members failed to nominate any black and minority ethnic stars for awards at next month's ceremony. The 2014 Oscar winner, who was also won, who also won two BAFTAs, and we're talking about director Steve McQueen, criticized the lack of diversity in the nominees, rejecting organizers' claim it is down to wider issues with representation in the film industry. McQueen went on to cite a number of British stars and filmmakers who he thinks should have received recognition, including Cynthia Erivo for Harriet and uh, Daniel Kaluuya for his performance in Queen and Slim, and also criticized an an all-male list of directing nominees. Now, the hunger filmmaker, he also went on to warn if British bodies failed on diversity, they would experience a talent drain as stars and creative moves to Hollywood to find success. So it's not just only here in the States, but also British is getting, the British is getting some, um, uh, uh, some drawback too. So, um, it, you know, it's it's getting bad because, you know, like I said before, a lot of these uh, actors, directors, and movies who were top hits for 2019 wasn't even looked at, wasn't even mentioned, wasn't even nominated, and it's getting worse. Uh but the 2020 Critic Choice Awards, they revealed their winners uh, this past Sunday uh, in the TV department. Uh, Fleabag won big at the award-giving event. Um, they successfully bagged three trophies. The Amazon Comedy Show was named the best comedy series, uh, beating out Barry 
on HBO, Mom on CBS, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon, 1015 from Hulu, One Day at a Time on Netflix, and uh, uh, Schitt's Creek on Pop. Leading actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge also repeated Golden Globe win by snagging the award for Best Actress in a comedy series for her performance as a, uh, the title character on the show. Also adding list to Fleabag Victory was Andrew Scott. He was presented with the award of Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. And following Fleabag was Secession, Watchmen, and When They See Us as they walked home with two awards each. Secession won, uh, won one of the biggest awards that night, scoring prize for Best Drama Series category. And actor Jeremy Strong, meanwhile, took the stage to receive the trophy for Best Actor in a Drama Series category. Superhero drama television series Watchmen, which airs on HBO, collected two prizes, Best Actress in the Drama Series for Regina King and Best Supporting Actress in the Drama Series for co-star Jean Smart. King stunned people for her performance as Angela Abraham with Smart winning thanks to her portrayal as Agent Blake. And as for When They See Us, the Ava DuVernay-directed miniseries came out as the winner of Best Limited Series category. In addition, actor uh, Jarrell Jerome won the trophy for Best Actor in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television. Walla Bridge wasn't the only one who took home the prize of the same category that won at the 2020 Golden Globes. Fosse Verdon, star of Michelle Williams, won once again. Uh, was awarded with the prize for Best Actress in a Limited Series or Movie Made for Television. Meanwhile, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and South Korean flick Parasite won big in the movie department. Right now we have uh, 17 minutes after the hour. As you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. It's a new year, and we're going to do a whole new format this time around. Uh, we're talking about the uh, just finished talking about if you're just tuning in we just talk, finished talking about how uh this year's academy award nominees uh once again d- did not recognize uh, actors, directors and movies that had diverse casts uh actresses and actors of color, directors of colors, women were not we just got the snub for uh this year's academy and it was going it just remind us going back to history repeating itself about what happened a couple of years ago when the hashtag Oscar so white became popular on social media because that was a year where uh once again the the academy did not recognize people actors and directors of color uh movies uh women directors and it, now it's repeating itself. Um, in celebrity news this week, uh, Young Jock uh, has switched gears uh, from becoming a rapper to an Uber driver. A couple of fans were recently picked up by the hip-hop and reality TV star in Atlanta by chance, and it didn't take them long to recognize him. In a video that has since been circulating online, one pastor could be heard telling Jock, who covered himself in a pink hoodie, that he looked and sounded similar. Now, Jock tried to avoid the question and play coy at first until another passenger chimed in to ask, you know, are you young Jock? That's That was when he revealed his identity. Now, But things got rather awkward after that because particularly when the first passenger assumed that Jock changed profession, saying that he must have fell off. Now, the loving hip-hop Atlanta star was rather taken aback by the comments, saying that 
he 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 didn't mean it by that. He didn't mean it a certain way, but he just felt like it's an easier. Well, Jock said that it was just an easier way for him to get money. He also said that he gets the chance to meet a lot of people by doing so. So that was the reason why Young Jock said that he uh, decided to be this Uber driver. However, uh, the passengers were still dying to know the real reason why Jock became an Uber driver, leading him to ask whether it's a problem for him to be a rideshare driver. The passenger insists that he doesn't mean anything by it, adding that, uh, that saying that nobody was trying to clown him. He just said what he said. Now, the passenger, whose name is uh, Jay Connie, he later explained to the shade room about their interaction. And this is what he said. He said, quote, he actually didn't react how I thought he would. He just basically was telling me that's my problem if I feel he fell off from having multiple stream of income, unquote. Now, Jot made his debut back in 2006 when he released his hit single, It Ain't Going Down. The song peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and helped him reach number 20 in Forbes' richest rapper list at that time. And I remember on the show, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, he had opened up a some kind of salon, uh, like a, a hairdressing salon for women. And now he's a... Uh, now he's doing the the driving. He's being an Uber driver. So there was a lot of controversy behind this because people feel that once you are an entertainer, a, a celebrity, people don't think that. Oh, you know what happened? You know you're an entertainer. You're a celebrity. Why are you lowering your standards? You know you shouldn't be doing uh, a meaningless job. And not to say that. Being an Uber driver is meaningless, but, you know, you come from this hot rapper who had a number three hit who is also a reality star. Why are you doing this kind of job? But uh, And then there's a lot of people who say, you know what, I kind of support what Young Jock is doing because, you know, he's just getting his hustle on. on. You know, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with trying to um, keep get, keep your money flowing. You know, whether it's being an Uber driver, whether it's owning a hair salon, whether it's owning a restaurant, you know, you're just constantly keeping your money flowing. So he got some drawback behind that. Uh, Jay-Z and Young Gotti are taking the stand for Mississippi prisoners. The two hip-hop stars had sued the DOC commissioner, Felicia Hall, and Mississippi State Penitentiary Superintendent Marshall Turner on behalf of 29 prisoners over reported inhumane conditions in the prison. Now, Gotti enlists Team Rock, the philanthropist arm of J.C. Rock Nation, and his high-power attorney, Alex Biro, to represent the prisoners. Now, the lawsuit was filed yesterday on Tuesday, January 14, in federal court, claiming that the two officials did nothing to stop violence that had left five inmates dead in the past two weeks. And according to docs obtained by TMZ, the MS prison system is chronically understaffed and also dramatically underfunded as and reduced by tens of millions each year. It's, uh, it's additionally said that Parchman doesn't have enough mattresses for the inmates, Cells are covered in black mold, raw sewage is spilling out on the floors, and the prisoners have a serious water problem. The suit state that the inmates are exposed to serious harm and left unprotected because they just aren't enough prison guards. Now, Spiro said in a statement to NBC News, quote, we cannot treat people this way, and it's time to do something about it. 
The suit seeks damages for the inmates, and in order, and, and there's an order uh, forcing Mississippi Department of Correction to lay out a plan to address all the issues, especially increasing staff and cleaning up the sewage. Gotti tells TMZ that the lives of countless individual in Mississippi pris- prisons are at stake, and they will not stop until this is fixed. Meanwhile, the Mississippi Department of Correction has not commented on the lawsuit, saying that it does not discuss pending litigation. Jay-Z and Gotti previously said in a letter that Spiro sent to Hall and Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant that they were prepared to pursue all potential avenues to obtain relief for the people living in Mississippi prisons and their families. And Glee actress Dot Jones is at home recovering after undergoing emergency heart surgery. Speaking to TMZ, the actress who was nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series three times for her portrayal of Coach Beastie in the hit musical sitcom was rushed to the hospital by her wife, Bridget, after experiencing a severe burning sensation in her chest. While the star was diagnosed with bronchospasm and asthma, the pain grew worse early this month, and while taking down her Christmas decoration, she was once again taken into medical care after suffering a window-maker heart attack. A widow-maker, they call it. The publication reported that the Lizzie McGuire star is now back home, resting and recovering. And actor Stan Kirsch has died at the age of 51. The star of the original Highlander TV series was found dead from a suspected suicide at his Los Angeles home on Saturday, January 11th. Kirsch began his career as a child actor, appearing in small screen commercials for Campbell's Soup, but his big break didn't come until the early 90s when he was cast as Richie Ryan on fantasy adventure show Highlander, the series. He also featured in TV hits like Jag, General Hospital, and Friends, on which he briefly dated Courtney Cox's character, Monica Geller. Kirsch went on to establish his own acting school in Los Angeles, where he worked as a coach. His wife, Kristen Green, confirmed the news of his death in the post on Facebook on Monday, writing, quote, I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of love and support, unquote. Meanwhile, a tribute posted on Highlander's official Facebook page read, quote, Without Stan Kirsch, Highlander, the series would have been far less. He brought a sense of humor, kindness, and youthful enthusiasm to the character of Richie Ryan for six seasons. May he rest in peace. And Timberland has debuted a fit figure after overcoming his painkiller addiction. The legendary hip-hop producer may have pledged to get in shape after becoming addicted to narcotic pain relief pills following a root canal dental procedure. In addition to his struggle with addiction, Timberland's real name, who is Timothy Mosley, also owned millions of dollars in back taxes to officials at the IRS and was undergoing a difficult divorce with the star admitting all of these issues led him to clean up his act. Timberland lost 130 pounds after getting clean, performing most of his cardio through boxing and jump rope, and the star insists getting in shape was nothing in comparison to the difficulties he faced becoming sober again. He said, when you get beat up the way I got beat up mentally, this ain't hard. God had made has me under construction, which I'm still under. I don't feel like I'm complete. I don't want I ever feel like I'm incomplete. Um because my mind would probably get idle. God needed me to be clear so I could see what is needed, not what I wanted, unquote. Right now we have here uh, 27 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you've listened to another edition of That's Entertainment. 
Uh, I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. And uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about Miss Zoe Kravis. You know, currently she's training for her role as Catwoman in the Batman new movie. Well, she talks about how her training for the role has left her limp. I'll tell you more about it. And actress Margot Robbie, uh, she credits her role in Bombshell for opening her eyes to sexual harassment in the workplace. We'll talk more about that. And Dwayne Johnson is getting ready to appear in an upcoming NBC comedy series called Young Rock that is inspired by his childhood. And Sarah Paulson is returning to American Horror Story after sitting out the last season. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
So she's not the only one because I'm pretty sure, you know, at the time when my uh, my coworkers at the time when we were trained, we didn't know it either. So you, what they say, you learn something new every day. Uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, is going to appear in an upcoming NBC comedy series called Young Rock which was inspired by his childhood. The Jumanji, the next level star, will also serve as executive producer on the show via his Seven Bucks production, and he took to Instagram on Friday to tease the project. The Baller Store was born on May 2, 1972 in California and briefly lived in New Zealand before returning to the U.S., dividing his time between North Carolina, Connecticut, Hawaii, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania. Dwayne found fame as The Rock in 1997, a year after he got his start with the World Wrestling Federation and was a wrestler for eight years before stepping away from the ring in 2004 to pursue an acting career. The Baywatch star returned to wrestling from 2011 to 2013 as a part-time performer before announcing his retirement in 2019. And Sarah Polson is returning to American Horror Story after sitting out on its last season. The actress appeared in the first eight installments of the hit FX anthology series, but skipped American Horror Story 1984 last year, marking the first series without any original cast members. While fans laminated the star absence, Sarah told Us Weekly during the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour on Thursday, January 9th, she's definitely back for the upcoming season later this year. However, the star admitted she, she's unsure what her exact role will be, but insisted she'll be front and center. Sarah previously told TV Guy she only returned to the show if she'll she'll only return to the show if fellow original star Evan Peters, who also skipped season nine, was coming back, leading fans to assume he'll be back for more action too. The news come after it was confirmed the show was renewed for at least another three seasons, with series eleven, twelve, and thirteen confirmed. And Disney upcoming Lizzie McGuire reboot has been put on hold as producers seek a different creative direction for the show after the show original creator exits her role. Hilary Duff confirmed she was set to return to the franchise last year, and in October confirmed shooting had begun on the new season, it first since 2004. However, work on the Disney Plus revival ground to a halt after just two episodes as Terry Minsky, the creator of the original series and showrunner of the new season, stepped down from her role. A spokesperson for the network told Variety is now looking to hire a new showrunner to take the show in a different creative direction. It was previously announced that the new show would follow 30-year-old Lizzie living in New York and working as an apprentice to an interior decorator with original stars like Haley Todd, Robert Carradine, and Jake Thomas also returning as Lizzie family. Lori Harvey, the daughter of Steve Harvey, has been charged with hit and run with resisting arrest by Los Angeles County prosecutors. The 22-year-old beauty influencer who'd been traveling in Jamaica with rumor boyfriend Future is due for arraignment on January 21st after prosecutors filed a criminal case Thursday, according to uh, the court records confirmed uh, last Thursday. Uh, Harvey allegedly crashed her car into another vehicle on October 20th in Beverly Hills and fled the scene. Dramatic photos obtained by TMZ.com show her Mercedes G-Wagon flipped on its side, 
Witness reportedly told police they saw Lori texting and driving before she slammed into a Prius. When cops arrived at the scene, Lori was found a short distance away. Uh, sources told the website TMZ that alcohol was not a factor and that Lori FaceTimed her famous dad, Steve Harvey, while speaking with officers. Lori generated headlines over the weekend when she posted a video on her Instagram story Saturday that showed Future kissing her on the cheek. She included a caption that read, quote, life is good. She previously was linked to Sean Diddy Combs. Um, why people care about her dating of Future, first of all, she's 23 years old. Uh, I'm not sure how old Future is. You know, he used to date Sierra. And also, too, Future is the father of, of several kids by several different women. And a lot of people said he if he would have been dating my daughter. But uh, people are, are making uh, up in arms with that, and they were wondering why Steve would allow. Because um, at one time he didn't want his daughter dating a, a rapper. But I guess that all has changed. Um, Star Wars icon Mark Hamill has signed up for a role in the second season of the hit vampire comedy series, What We Do in Shadows. Creator Jermaine Clement let the news slip during a television credit association panel on Thursday, January 9th, but they did not reveal what role Hamill will play. Season 2 of the series, based on Clement's 2014 movie, premieres this spring. Clement also confirmed that Jojo Rabbit filmmaker uh, Taka Watiti, who wrote and co-directed the film and oversaw three episodes in season 1, will not be back for a new run of the shows. And Donald Glover hit FX series Atlanta won't be returning to screens until next year, 2021. The comedy drama TV show's second series last uh, aired in May of 2018, and XF-CEO John Landgraf explained at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour on Thursday, January 9th, that a third season won't debut until January of 2021. He says season three and four of the show will film back-to-back and noted some of their best shows didn't air in 2019 after referencing Fargo and American Crime Story, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. However, it's not all bad news for Atlanta fans as Landgraf insisted that the show will continue to run as long as Donald wants to make it. Atlanta also starred Brian Tyree Henry, who portrays two cousins navigating the Atlanta rap scene to improve their lives and the lives of their families. And Mark Paul uh, uh, Gosler has confirmed that he will reprise his role as Zach Morris in the upcoming Saved by the Bell reboot. It was previously reported that Gosler's character is now the governor of California, but the actor will not be making an appearance in the revival, which will air on NBC planned streaming service Peacock. However, Vulture has since reported the star told press at the Television Critics Association event he's definitely be he'll he'll definitely be returning for the new episodes. Uh, in the spinoff show Saved by the Bell, the College Years, Zach proposed to fellow student Kel, Kelly Kobosky and it was later revealed the pair were happily married. Now, Gosler also confirmed that actress Tiffany Thiessen uh, was set to return as Koposki. Uh, champion star Josie uh, Toda 
will lead the cast of the new show as cheerleader Lexi, the most popular girl at Bayside High. Original Saved by the Bell star Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley will be prizing their role as A.C. Slater and Jesse Spano, respectively. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go and take another music break, and we'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was French Montana featuring Post Malone, Cardi B, and Russian in Riding on the Wall. Right now we have here about 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, hit series Pose and Queen of Slim director Melina Matsukas are set to be recognized at the Black Women in Hollywood Award next month. Pose writer and director Janet Mock and some of the stars of the series, including Billy Porter and Angelica Ross, will join Captain Marvel actress Lashana Lynch and when they see a star Nisi Nash among the Essence event honorees. The award, the award will be held at the Bellevue Winsher Hotel in Los Angeles on February 6th. Jackie Jackson and his brother Tito Jackson returned to Indiana for a hometown performance at a school they visited half a century ago. The Jackson 5 legend made the trek for the first time in 50 years last Wednesday to see students at Westside Leadership Academy in their native town of Gary. The star who put on the show at the high school in 1971 as part of the family band, the Jackson 5, for their TV special, Going Back to Indiana, also toured the performing arts classroom before being treated to a live demonstration of the orchestra dance, voice, and recording lessons the pupils had taken part in. The singers also shared advice about how to make it in the music and entertainment industry. The Jackson 5 also features siblings Jermaine Jackson, Marlon Jackson, and Michael Jackson, who died at 50 in 2009. And Dolly Parton is doing her best to think ahead by creating music to be released after she's dead. The 73-year-old singer won't consider the thought of retiring because she loves her job too much, but has started looking into the, the future and the legacy she will leave behind. In the last installment of nine-episode podcast, Dolly Parton's America, the Jolene legend admitted she's trying to think about how her music can live on even when she's no longer alive. Parton said, quote, when I'm gone, they could take my songs just to click track of my vocals and build a complete arrangement around that so that that will go on forever. I hope my music will be left behind. I hope it will always live. I think a lot of other stuff may fall away, but I would like to think that I left some good pieces of music, unquote. While some might consider Dolly's plan somewhat morbid, she added that she doesn't want to leave things like Aretha Franklin or Prince by not being prepared. In addition, Dolly says she hopes she'll be given the opportunity to continue making music in the afterlife. And Queen Elizabeth II has expressed her full support for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex, as they prepare to live a more independent life and split their time between the U.K. and Canada. The monarch issued a rare statement on Monday, January 13, to address developments following a two-hour summit at Royal Residence Sandraham Estate, where she sat down with her grandson, Prince Harry, his brother, Prince William, and their dad, heir to the throne, Prince Charles, to discuss the couple's next step. Prince Harry's wife, former actress Meghan Markle, is believed to have joined in via a video call from Canada where she is staying with the couple's eight-month-old son, Archie. In the statement, the Queen revealed that that they had very constructive discussions during which they agreed to a period of transition, granting the Duke and Duchess their wish to step down as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent. Harry, the son of Prince Charles and his late ex-wife Diana, Princess of Wales, is sixth in line to the throne. He and Meghan wed in 2018. And rapper Method Man is reuniting with frequent song collaborator Mary J. Blige on TV to star in the planned Power spinoff series. 
Bly signed on to front the cast of 50 Cent's new drama last summer, and now Method Man, whose real name Clifford Smith Jr., had joined the lineup as a top attorney. His character, Davis McLean, is described by uh, the network bosses and stars as a brilliant ethical challenge attorney who is drawn into a world riddled with murder and drugs where the only thing he really is addicted to is winning. A launch date for Power Book 2, Ghost, has yet to be announced, but it will follow some of the events of the current sixth and final season of Power. Method Man and Bly previously teamed up in the studio for the hip-hop classic All I Need and followed up with additional collaboration like I'll Be There For You and Love At First Sight. The Wu-Tang Clan star is no stranger to acting after appearing in TV dramas like The Wire, Oz, and The Deuce, as well as films like Garden State, How High, Trainwreck, and Keanu. William H. Macy uh, hit the uh, show Shameless is to is coming to an end after the 11th and final season. The 10th season began in November. Announcing the news at the Winter Television Critics Association press tour, Gary Levine, the president of the entertainment at Showtime Network, said that the character of Shameless had brought Showtime viewers more laughs and tears and pure enjoyment than any program in their history. The series is based on the British drama of the same name, which also ran for 11 seasons. And speaking of William H. Macy, the daughter, his daughter, who is at the center of the Felicity Huffman college admission scandal, is following her parents into acting after landing a role in the revamped The Twilight Zone. Sophia Macy, whose father, again, is Shameless star William H. Macy, has been cast in the second season of Jordan Peele online reboot, joining the likes of Marina Baccarin, Billy Porter, Tony Hale, Joe Mahale, Chris Maloney, and Jimmy Simpson. The 19-year-old who graduated high school over the summer will appear in the episode title A Monday Untrodden, co-starring with actress Abby Hearn. The news of Sophia's first big acting gig emerged months after her mother served 11 days on a 14-day jail sentence for paying to fix her eldest daughter's college admission exam scores in an effort to secure her a spot at a top university. Former Desperate Housewives star Huffman is currently working on on fulfilling the community service portion of her punishment, which also includes a $30,000 fine and a year on probation. She and Macy are also parents to 70-year-old Georgia. And Akon, the singer, rapper, Akon, has finalized an agreement for the establishment of his own city in Senegal called Akon City. The singer-entrepreneur shared a photo on Instagram from the deal, finalizing moments, and he captioned the image, Looking forward to hosting you there in the future. Last June, Akon announced that he was working on building a 100% crypto-based city, and construction is now officially underway. The lockup singer dished about the massive project on Nick Cannon's radio show, Power 106, last month. In the interview, Akon said that it's going to be called Akon City. It's all renewable. The Akon Tainment Solar City. That's what he called it. It's all renewable, a real physical place, and it's going to have a real airport. It's a 10-year building block, so they're going to be doing it in stages. And they just started construction in March, and stage two is going to be in 2025. And according to a statement about Akon City, it will be built on 2,000 acres of land gifted to Akon from the president of Senegal. 
elsewhere in the Power 106 chat, Akon criticized billionaires who haven't put their money towards similar efforts. Akon launched his own cryptocurrency called Acoin in 2017, and he aimed to make it the official currency in Akon City and Common throughout Africa. Wow, good for Akon. So if you ever in that in Acon City and you want to um, change your currency, it's going to have Acon's face on it. Isn't that cool? And D.L. Hughley believes that Cardi B could win office if she's serious about pursuing a career in politics. In case you missed it, Cardi let her fans know in a series of tweets over the weekend that she wants to be a politician. And this is what she said. I really love government even though I don't agree with government. Like I was watching war documentaries, no matter how many weapons a country have, you need people. How are you trying to do against how are you going to try to go against a country and possibly start a war when the country lacks patriotism? I barely see people claiming they love being American. Unquote. When TMZ caught caught up with Hughley, he noted how America elected a game show host for a president so they would surely support a illiterate former stripper. That's what some people are saying. Um, but Cardi B said that if she goes back to school and focus up, those are her quotes, her words, she can be a part of Congress. She said, uh, quote, I deadass have so much ideas that make sense. I just need a couple of years of school and I can shake the table, unquote. On Monday, Cardi took to IG to say that she's been get, getting a, a positive response over her interest in becoming a politician. And Billie Eilish is reportedly set to become the youngest artist to ever record a James Bond theme after apparently being snapped up by bosses to pen the title track for No Time to Die. The news was first reported by reputable Bond blog M16HQ, who wrote, M16 understands that American singer-songwriter Billie Eilish will be performing the title song to the 25th James Bond film, No Time to Die. If true, the honor will be the latest addition to the 18-year-old Billie, already burst, uh, bursting CV, and she will be following in the footsteps of Sam Smith, Adele, and Shirley Basie by singing the tune. While Bond bosses have yet to comment on the report, fans have already been reacting positively to the rumors on social media. No Time to Die marks Daniel Craig's final ousting as British Spy 007 and is due to release on April 2nd, 2020. And Debbie Lovato is heading to the 2020 Grammy Awards to stage her first live performance since her near-fatal overdose. The confident hitmaker has been laying low since suffering a major drug relapse in the summer of 2018, but she recently announced plans to mount her music comeback, and now she's been added to the artist's lineup for Music Big Night. The 27-year-old told fans on Instagram on Tuesday, January 14, quote, I told you the next time you hear from me, I'll be singing, unquote. It's not clear what Lovato will be performing at the Grammys, but she will join the likes of Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Aerosmith, and Gwen Stefani, and Blake Shelton on stage in Los Angeles on January 26, 2020. And, um... 
Alicia Keys, John Legend, and Usher are on the star set to honor Prince in a special tribute concert. Beck, Common, Foo Fighters, Her, Earth, Wind, and Fire, St. Vincent, Mavis Staples, Chris Martin, Gary Clark Jr., and Juanes also feature on the lineup for Let's Go Crazy, the Grammy Salute to Prince, which will be held January 28, 2020, two days after the Grammy Awards at the Los Angeles Convention Center and will be broadcast in April. The star's uh, percussionist, Shelly E., will serve as the night's musical director alongside the Purple Rain hit baker, longtime associates, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. In a statement, Recording Academy President CEO Deborah Duggan said, quote, Regardless how you identify with Prince, he is undisputedly one of the greatest musical virtuosos of all time, unquote. And I happily agree, and I, I absolutely agree with her. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.